0: Hello and welcome to episode four of series two, season two of Cherry Jam. Uh, It's full gang uh, again this evening. We've got Jim Harley, who's currently gone and run and got a beer, James Eastwood or Snowy, Lawrence Landry or Loz and Russ Brooks. Um, We'll start in a second um, with the the Gloucester game because we need to get out of the way um but first of all just so you know what we're all like before we start recording these podcasts we just spent the last couple of minutes talking about which
1: hoover's the best it was more than a couple
2: <laughs> it felt like a lifetime if it, it did wanted. feel like a lifetime um the anyway, answer
1: is a shark if anyone's wondering okay yes. um, <laughs> yeah. other hoovers we, we,
2: are available
1: they might be, you uh, be you know. they DVD might be exactly yeah right yeah shark would like <laughs> to sponsor this pod
3: please get in touch <laughs> Yes, <laughs> indeed. And let's um, refer to it as a vacuum cleaner if we go for sponsorship because Hoover is a brand name.
2: This <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> right, Loz, uh you sent a fantastic uh, uh, message into the group chat, so I'll let you int- introduce the uh, the Gloucester game and our review of it. Please go ahead.
3: Yes. So, following on from last week, where we mostly forgot that we were playing this week, Gloucester forgot that they were playing as well. It seems by putting in a forgettable performance. Very nice. That was an excellent,
0: excellent introduction,
3: um, and very much sums up uh,
0: Gloucester's performance at the weekend, uh, or lack of it, as we said. Um, Gloucester, well, let's be fair, it just didn't turn up, did we? We were bloody awful from pretty much minute one to minute eighty, barring a, a very good try by Joe Simpson. Um, but it, it really was absolutely awful again. Um, I mentioned on Twitter that there weren't very many bright spots. Jim disagreed. What were your What were your bright spots, Jim?
4: Um, did I have one? I can't remember. Now.
0: <laughs> I think he said Geordie Reed.
4: Oh uh, yeah, now Geordie Reed. There was a, a one particular phase of play where he was instrumental. He did quite a few great things, and um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot more of him uh, this yeah. season. I think I think he played not <laughs> maybe not for the full eighty. Uh, fantastically, because nobody nobody was that good. Um, but yeah, there were there were glimpses of hopefully what we're going to uh, experience this season.
1: Yeah, I think he uh, stood out simply because he got his head down and worked hard and smashed his it. way into contact, and no one around him, yeah. Did. <laughs> I mean, I the only person I mean, thought was the
2: other player, Hampton yeah. And, other and, player I told, I thought and, and Garvey cleaned up a lot of crap.
4: Well, wow. Gar- when- Garvey was. Getting really upset with some of those decisions. I mean, the penalty count was obscene, that, wasn't it? So you've got to wonder whether they were just on a, well, they must have been on a totally different wavelength to the ref. I and mean, each other.
2: Yeah. I, I think that was it, more it. They just, that frustration, it's, you know, you, you, I know you, you get annoyed at the ref if you're not happy with the, dis, the decisions. But it shouldn't be coming down to that, should it? You you shouldn't be seeing players at a professional, top-tier level getting that frustrated with the ref. That needed someone to, to take him away from it because that's, that's in danger of getting... It, it more, is, yeah. You're already on the wrong side of the ref.
4: That was, well, that was, so actually, that was after Ludlow went off well, injured, wasn't it? Yeah, there the, the was also
3: an ed, element of lack of leadership throughout the game, no yeah. matter who was supposedly the captain, because basically Tom Young's ref that and then the other guy with the whistle blew it whenever he wanted it, it seemed, because Young's got into the ref early on and anything that was remotely near 50 50 seemed to go their way. I mean, yeah, if, I if you're winning,
4: quick... it's so easy, isn't it, to, to to get the side of the ref? You know, if if, if you do well in that opening. Uh, 10 20 minutes and and you get the referee on side because you're playing the better rugby it's quite easy to keep them there
2: i think um, the thing is as well though but sorry Ed, but it's just to say we can blame the ref all we like we could have got every decision on our side and I don't think it would have made any difference in that game we might got a bonus that point. Game. we didn't lose that game because of the ref.
0: no and i think that's the important thing to start off with oh, so, God. Well, yeah agree, Gl- Gloucester, sure. Gloucester were, were dreadful um i mean if, if I I I calmed down relatively quickly.
2: Um, <laughs> should, should I was think... fine till we started talking. I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mind you, I think we'll come on to the reason probably why I calmed down was because the England performance. But um, the, there were a couple of things I wanted to mention. First of all, it felt that, bearing in mind Leicester have had very little to, time for, to prepare because of uh, issues with rela- related to COVID. Um, Gloucester looked totally unprepared. They didn't have any sort of uh, cohesion. The game plan was very odd. We kicked a lot of ball away, particularly in decent areas. Um, there was a distinct lack of pace. Now that's partly because of the players we had to, um, to select from, um, but also it seemed from scrum half uh, and fly half we were we were lacking a little bit. Um, I'll come to you first, Snowy. Um, what? Is there anything you could like? I mean, was anything you you watching it? Is there anything you could pinpoint from that performance, lack of, that we can take forward, or was it just awful? Um,
1: it was awful. I mean, uh, the one area I'd pick out, and not in isolation, because it's clearly a, an entire team issue, is that I thought the back three were particularly poor, um, and you could possibly put that down to the fact that they haven't had so much game time because. It's basically our first choice back three that are on international duty. Hmm. But I mean, uh, Banahan can do a bit of a job sometimes as that sort of hybrid player. But the amount of um, times that when they were, as soon as they went wide, they just absolutely gassed our wingers, either because Sharples was a bit out of position and wrong footed and Banahan was just running through treacle. And then when we get to Woodward at fullback, every everything, yeah. everything he touched. Turn to shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, straight, we, all, we
0: all have one of those days. It was days, don't we? It, it was one of those games. I mean, the reason why we, Gloucester fans go e or e or was with Kenny Logan having one of those games. I mean, if there'd been a crowd at Welford Road, God knows what they would have been shouting at Woodward. Um, and I almost felt sorry for him at the end when they took Sharples off instead of him.
2: I just, for me, so it's, it's all well and good thing, singling out those three, but the game plan, I just. I don't know what our game plan was. You talk about the pack. I don't recall a single forward running onto a ball at pace. It was all static. Simpson, it would take about five minutes to get them in place when Simpson calls them over. And we just went side to side, no go. We'd make about two, three metres Try and wang it out wide, and then make the wrong decision. We like the one that did it for me was right at the end when there was nothing on, and Woodward tried to go out the outside, gets done, ping penalty. And that just summed it up for me. I just don't know what our game plan was. You I know, there was no su- impact. Sorry, Loz, there was just no go up in the middle at all. We just didn't earn any attempt to spread it wide. It just didn't feel like we had a, a game plan, or if we did, it was executed very poorly. To, to
3: summarize how we went on saturday i think you could turn around and say everything that has gone wrong over the last six or seven years at various stages went wrong at once in that game it seemed altogether save save for the lineup in the first half where we pinched a few of theirs the scrum wasn't good enough the uh forwards running onto the ball wasn't good enough, we gave away too many tackles, we missed too many. sorry, we gave away too many penalties, sorry we missed too many tackles if there was a decision to be made, we chose the wrong one, and the backs looked fo- lost
4: I think uh, this yeah. could be this could be a really really clever ploy of just every facet of the game <laughs> we do wrong in the first game yeah. and now that's it it's all I out mean, of our system, we won't make any mistakes at I- all for the remainder of the uh, season
2: I mean, Jim. You, I try to be optimistic, before, but you are clutching at more straws than um, Wurzel or Gummidge when he's excited in his bathroom. There. I mean, I,
1: I, I'd also prefer I like to that. do that against the best team in the league, not the worst team. Yeah, in the league. I was say, that, That's the that's the that's the
0: really really disappointing I mean, and I, I, hardly I think, concerning thing. Sorry, Russ, just quickly. I was
2: going to say what frustrated me was the the commentary were going on. Oh, Leicester have played really well today. I don't think they did. Yeah. I don't think they did anything particularly special it was it was i think you know it's one of those games where we beat ourselves and the thing that frustrated me was all the the weak points in the game are what like the new coaches were meant to be working on now granted there was next to no pre-season but you would have liked to have seen a few improvements like the hang more... on the
3: on. we had a pre-season it was the last nine games of the season last year
2: and, and I also think that... that's the
3: same for
0: every team other than bristol exactly
2: and... I think everyone, big,
0: had a, everyone didn't have a pre-season.
2: I think the biggest concern for me is, and Loz touched on it, is that lack of leadership. We've we've signed quite a lot of more experienced players. And when Ludlow went off, I mean, I, I'd, I'd argue there wasn't a lot of leadership there to begin with. We, we'd missed nine tackles in the first 30 minutes and we're giving away penalties there's just no one who stepped up and just tried to grab that game and change it and the, I, I think it's a point I feel like I've been banging on about for years the lack of leadership at Gloucester has concerned me for a while, yeah. it feels really bad this year and it, it, the, 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 go I was going to say it doesn't feel like there's anyone who's even going to come back in, who's going to fill that void that well you'd you'd Uh, like
3: to think willie hines would i think but the only thing i would say on it is whilst it was a piss poor performance i think everyone agrees on that we also need to re, almost revisit this in about three or four weeks five weeks time once a number of matches have been played just to find out whether we were that bad or leicester were i the gut feelings obviously we were that bad but this leicester team Both of it might have worked wonders, but they got some new players in as well. And they might be a lot better than they have in previous years. We just don't know. If we win the next four or five games, unlikely I know, but if we win the next four or five games, then we could put there and Leicester win four or five games. It might be that actually Leicester were... As exceptional as what Sam Roberts was trying to put make it on the commentary, I didn't personally feel that. I just thought we were bad. But if that happens, the Premiership is a poor standard this season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice.
1: I mean, oh, one oh, thing yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Just one thing a I would
1: perspective. Yeah. That's all. Agreed. Agreed, lost entirely.
0: Um, one thing I would just quickly touch on, um, and again, as Russ mentioned earlier, I, I, in no way can you say the referee cost us the game, or the decisions were determinant of the, of, of the final result, but there were i would say two or three decisions that i still can't quite figure out how the between the referee the tmo and all the rest of it they came to those decisions the first one was the wigglesworth try which was i think actually a disgrace i mean if you in, in, if we're talking about refereeing decisions and video refereeing and tmos and you see all what happens in the premier in the premiership, premier league the uh, football and the the criticism and the um the high focus on those decisions for a try to be scored in which the 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 ball was passed forward by well probably four feet it was
4: it was the full width of that of the of shade of grass yeah, I that think is that's
0: unacceptable in premiership it's simply unacceptable you should not have that happen the second decision which Again, I just can't grasp what it was for. He gave a penalty against Matt Banahan for taking the player out beyond the ball. Which, again, if you look at the video, he didn't touch him for a start. And secondly, if you're saying beyond the ball, I think he was, what, maybe a couple of inches beyond where the ball was? It was just utter nonsense. There was another decision against, I think it was Matt Garvey. We were, I mean, again, we were touching on Matt Garvey and his reaction. But there was a decision against Matt Garvey where you're like, Garvey didn't even know, I mean, he, he, he requested, quite rightly, oh, sorry, what was the penalty for, sir? And I don't, I still to this probably
2: day, he doesn't actually have a clue what the penalty was given against him for. I think the other one I found weird was the double yellow card on Hanson. Now, I'm not a Agreeing with it was the right decision. But the whole reason that thing happened was because he just did not ref the ruck. I mean, Hansen's getting grabbed. That was one of those ones where if someone's if he'd have sorted that out and clamped that out earlier, that doesn't happen. It was just an absolute your mute loss. It was an absolute free-for-all. Really? Right. Yeah, I was just saying that it
3: looked like he was having his plum squeeze right in front I, of my and he did nothing about it. it. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he did look his ball
2: it, it looked like a <laughs> bullet grab and let's be fair, it, it always reminds me of one at is where one of our players, where someone had this finger in his eye and he was like if you don't move your foot, hand I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. And I kind of like that he actually warned him because if, if anyone goes near two certain parts of your body your eyes and your plums you, you're retaliating, aren't you? But I'm
4: always fine for you, is it Russ? Pardon? <laughs> oh, I'll, be
2: honest. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll honest. be honest. I'll be honest. Australian, yes. Do you
1: remember that Australian rugby league player? Yes. Yeah. Where
4: I my life rules. It just It yeah. just happened, Brilliant. didn't it? In the Super League last week. It I did think. happen in the Super League. Yeah, last week. Yeah. But it's, oh, dear. Brilliant. On a
2: serious note, it's one of those ones, isn't it? It's just if, if a ref doesn't take control of the game, the players start to. On that forward pass, I agree, Ed it's shocking it's back like if you miss it fair enough but it's on the big screen It's on it big screen the big <laughs> screen. and the ref was like nah it looks all right to me and then the tmo's like yeah it does actually doesn't it let's move you know they watched it three or four times right it's, yeah, it's bad fun. that's it's what i find bad. get right i put it down I mean, to mean, referee
1: it, fatigue from having to give so many blows on that whistle you know what Do you know what made it worse
2: yeah. is it was Fucking oh, Wigglesworth, you scored as well. Yeah, we did make <laughs> the
1: point during the chat
0: that it's unfortunate that uh, we were giving Leicester a load of stick for signing the 38-year-old uh, uh, Richard Wigglesworth and, uh, let's be fair, he did he, he, it, wasn't he? Didn't yeah. rise,
2: didn't he? <laughs> I mean, we all joked about this performance coming, didn't we? Oh, well, I,
4: well, it, yeah, we knew it was going to come. I mean, if I was a betting man, that scoreline is pretty close to what I'd have put money on. Um, which is rather a sad reflection on how I think Gloucester are these days, but hmm.
0: um, yeah. Well, look, look, look. Let's let's put it behind us. We're going
2: to move on. Um, just um, just like the coaching staff feedback normally is. Yeah, I
0: think so. Yeah, we will move
2: on. Okay. We will we'll learn from on. it in, so in two months. In the finest in the
0: finest style of Johnny Um Lawrence. Uh, let's talk about England. Um, <laughs> uh, as in as Gloucester were playing uh, on Saturday, I say playing in inverted commas, but uh, it, at the same time England were putting together a fantastic performance uh, defensively, certainly. Um, and Johnny May scored one of the best tries uh, probably ever scored at, at Twickenham, um, or solo individual tries anyway. Uh, and they made Ireland look very, very, very poor. Um, what do we all think of the England performance? Who wants to go for it? Lawrence? I'll go go for you first, mate. I know, I know you watched the Gloucester game at the same time, but I think I'm sure you've seen the highlights. So
3: I actually watched both games, to be honest, at the same time. <laughs> and, uh, I had the England game on Amazon Prime on my uh, iPad, and I had the Gloucester game on the TV. Yeah, um, yeah. I, well, it was, um, they they've got a way of wearing teams down at the moment, haven't they? They yeah. they. they, they just completely stopped Ireland from doing anything just purely by defence it was defence 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 almost um Jones has commented before now that uh, the team that wins international rugby is the team that kicks the ball the best and if you kick it really well then you end up winning it by quite a margin um which means teams aren't wanting the ball at the moment um that's great but you're going to have to do something at some stage when you're coming up against teams which are um, playing really well. If the All Blacks sort their stuff out again and get back to what they were when they were back-to-back World Cup champions, England will need more than just doing that. Um, You feel as though that England team, if they played like they did then in that World Cup final, they still wouldn't have won that match. They just need a little bit more, I think. Um, Whether... Jones is trying to keep something back and just saying, right, just go out there, work on this, work on that. I don't know. But for someone who's remained and said that he was going to make us look like we're the best team that's ever played the game um, in his de- this these next four years ready for the World Cup, it, it, he's starting very slowly on that path, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. They're winning, but it's... Um, not in, not save for Johnny May's second try, not exactly inspiring stuff.
1: No, I I was pretty no. impressed, pretty impressed with them because I think they were very very well organised. The defence was superb, um, as it was last week against Georgia. Are there concerns that they didn't create many red zone opportunities? Poss- possibly, but it's hard to know. This is still a development phase for this England team, and I think it, it, when you've got a defence that it looks that good. Um, I mean, Itoji was just out of this world, and so some of the players we've got in, in that pack, um, I think the, all the foundations are there, and probably just that, that extra 10 percent you need to create a few more opportunities, a few more try scoring opportunities, um, and you're away. And Johnny May's had a last couple of games, he didn't look great for England to be honest, but he was back on top of the world, and um, I think I said at the time, there's probably. I can't really think of another winger in world rugby that scores that try that, John, that um, Johnny
0: made did right. the weekend. Yeah. Well, one thing I'd say about the... Um, I think, Loz, you're right in the... Uh, actually, I say Loz and Snow, you're both right in, in different ways. So, Loz, you're right that it's not the most inspiring style of rugby. Definitely. It is quite dull to watch. And I get very frustrated when we were um, in the opposition 22 and they might have a three-on-two and they decide to kick the bloody ball through uh, to turn the opposition rather than go through the hands. Yeah. Um, but as Snowy was saying, I do feel that there is a um, it, it is a development. I think it's it's one of those things you've got to be careful of. I mean, I remember what, all those years where the All Blacks were um, excellent in between World Cups, and then they got to the World Cup and they were a bit of they were a bit flaky. And you kind of wonder if, if England are starting off, we're going to sort the defence out. We're then going to look at working set plays and and set phase ball, and then the third the final bit coming into the last year is to look at
2: combinations and things like that but no, I think sorry Ed, I was just for me the combinations are all well and good <clears throat> and yeah the All Blacks were bad at developing but you know they peaked too soon sometimes but when they were on their best run when they won their two World Cups what they did well was they blooded some new players in who when you got to the World Cup <clears throat> you lose a key player You bring someone in who's already had 20, 30 caps. That's the bit that I agree with Loz. That's the bit that worries me. And I know I made this point before, but it's like, what do you get by putting Joseph on the wing? It doesn't have to be Fawley. I know he's a favourite because he's a gloss lad, but start playing some one or two players and just bring them on. You know, start giving them a few caps. I know what you mean.
0: I think in in Jones's defence, though, with the exception of the wings, um, I mean, you wouldn't drop May. And I think at the moment the, 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 the argument being, Russo, if you think about it, is if Thorley got into that team, how many actual opportunities to do what we know he can do would he get? But it's because, not because always, he's not gonna get the ball, he's not gonna get the ball in broken play in the same no, way that I he gets in the premiership. And he's not gonna get the ball. You know, he, he, one thing I'd say about May is May does something different to now than he did four or five years ago. Yeah, he used I agree. to
2: go looking for the ball. He doesn't do that as much. Look, He's far more disciplined. I agree. But my counter to that is what are we learning with Joseph on the wing? That That's that one. Now, this isn't about favourites. We could all pick our own squad. My, the most hilarious one are when people moan that. That we're playing the wrong back row players. And so, okay, so do you want to drop Tom Curry or do you want to drop Sam Underhill, you know, back row strong, we know our second row is reasonable, there, there are plays like that. The bits that are me is what do you get by bringing Tom Dunn on for one minute, what do you get by not always playing some players give you know give people decent game time dan robson's a good example start bringing him on and developing him sooner if he's your replacement nine because you know i don't dislike young's as much as some people do but young's time is is short and <laughs> you, you know need I mean, to, to develop a to be, a fair, to be fair, though, I think
1: that dan robson has had 25 minutes both games so He's had, it's happened to be that those periods of those two games ended up being reasonably quiet for him at scrum off, but yeah, and I, and and that, that's not a bad chunk of time no, over those that, two games. No.
2: So going back to Ed's point, sorry, Ed, and then I'll shut up because I know I'm on my soapbox here. It's all right. If a winger gets five or six caps or any player gets five or six caps and doesn't do anything for what they just start learning the game at that level. Johnny may didn't do a lot for his first few games. His first try admittedly was the one against the all blacks, which was a, you know, one of the best tries we'd scored at that time, but it was a long time before he kicked on and really developed. So I, I just—it's the one thing I feel it's lacking. I'm, I'm quite happy, you know, with the way Eddie's bringing it on and getting the basics right. I just wish he would develop the players underneath, so we don't have the problems we've had in the past, where a key player goes down and then you're bringing in someone with very limited caps and experience at that level. That—that's—that's that's it for yeah, me. Third point. Yeah, yeah I, I just saw I, a I guess, of the cutlet
3: yeah, selection. No, sorry, just with a couple of selections. I just think if we'd started um, Robson against Georgia rather than Young's, um yeah. giving him the sixty minutes and then switched it the other week that yeah. this week. And also with um, the lad at Wasps, Tom Willis. Willis. Oh Tom or Jack, I can't remember which one it is. Jack Willis, um, isn't it? Yeah, Jack Willis. I just think he played the wrong game personally. I appreciate they wanted to give him his debut against the weaker opposition, but again, he was never going to, be, as we said last week, he was never going to be fetching the ball against a team that barely had it. it I think he would have been better off having 60, 60 odd minutes against Ireland, personally, to see what he can do. It would find it very quickly whether he was up to scratch um, against that Ireland back row or not.
1: Mm-hmm. Again, that, that yeah. Ireland
0: side were poor, weren't they? Well, they yeah,
4: were, uh, well. yeah,
0: they're a very limited side, unfortunately, for them. Uh, they're, they're, sorry, they're Jim.
4: Transition page. Uh, I was just going to say, actually, that. Um, I don't know how many of you watched on BBC Two, it was the um, England ladies against France, but there was quite a lot of similarities, um, sort of similar to what we've been talking about, in that the ladies have got the World Cup next year. Yeah. And they were playing their squad, um, it being a friendly, they'd already won the Six Nations. Um, and they, they kind of played it, you know, as a build up. Um, to, to the World Cup, Emily Scarrett didn't start, they had another goal kicker so they were trying to put a bit of pressure on her, get her used to the goal kicking um, she, didn't well. <laughs> no, she, she, <laughs> she didn't do very well She missed everything, surgery. didn't she? <laughs> yeah, and then and, but what I did think um, you know, because um, England only won it at the death with Scarrett getting a penalty and I did wonder whether it might be an idea to give the kick even though she was metronomic give it to someone else, you know, give it to the other girl and say, right, here's, here's a pressure kick, miss this. And we lose the game just because um, I was actually listening to a podcast today, all about, you know, the mental side of sport and just being used to it will, you know, make you choke less. It was all about choking basically. Mm. Um, and it's kind of the only way you can get beyond it is by teaching your body. Um, that. the, actually, it's not likely to happen or whatever. But it, it, yeah, I just thought it was quite nice. They, they, had, a, they had a winger. Um, their winger was a replacement scrum half and stuff like that. So they, they were really playing their squad with a, with a view to next year's World Cup. Yeah. And I think they probably did it in a far more aggressive manner um, and risked a lot more compared to the men's side.
0: The, the one thing was actually, Jim, there was one really, really weird moment I think the first time I've ever seen it in any rugby game was oh, the, yes. the, they, they they changed the entire bench in one go. Yeah, all eight and it wasn't it
4: wasn't late on was it? It was <laughs> It was, was like 60 uh, minutes I think wasn't it? Yeah, 55, 55 60 minutes.
0: 60 minutes. They, they the whole bench came on at the same time. Uh, it which took was very a long
4: unseen. it took them a long time to get warmed up because um, you, you you saw at that point when the game was kind of in the balance France were winning I thought, oh, that would be it, you know, they'll push on now and overpower the French. And it was probably 10 minutes until that happened. And obviously the only last kick of the game um, mm. to take the win. So um, it was a very brave, interesting, weird call.
0: It was. It was a very weird call. Um, right. Um, we're going to just uh, pause and move on to uh, an announcement that was made today. Uh, and then we'll kind of just preview the uh, God help us Gloucester game at the weekend the decision today or the announcement today by uh, boris johnson uh, and the government is that for those areas in what class is tier 1 under the restrictions um you will be allowed 4000 supporters in Outso- or,
4: 50, outso- or 50%, whichever or 50% smaller.
0: 50%, whichever smaller, yeah. So uh, Old Trafford, with its 70-odd, 80,000 capacity, gets 4,000. King's Home, with its 60-and-a-bit-thousand capacity, gets
4: 4,000. Uh, yes, and so does uh, Pontypool and Ebervale, because they're 8,000 capacity, so they <laughs> get 4,000 too. I mean, how, <laughs> how bizarre, ridiculous is that?
0: I know. Um, but so, yeah, the good news is that... Um, Potentially, the next not the next home game against Gloucester, so the, the Gloucester game home game after the Wasps game. Uh, potentially, um, Gloucester could have 4,000 supporters in the ground. Potentially, Lawrence, go ahead. Actually,
3: technical point Evervale and Pontypool can't have that mate. they're in Wales. This is for England. Oh, Ooh. good point.
0: Well done, JIGM. Uh, has been been—I've I mean, You have to Google exactly. it, mate. Quick, right, then, quick If it's going be like
4: that, you can get three and a half thousand in Wadden Road, Cheltenham. <laughs> 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 so, right. um, well, right, fair. and I don't think <laughs> yeah. they've had a crowd like that for a long, long time.
3: No, um, it, it um, does seem—it does seem ridiculous that you can um, have something like Old Trafford
4: or like twicken, um, Twickenham would be five percent, five percent capacity. Yeah, is—is is your four thousand, whereas. Somewhere else can be fifty percent capacity.
3: Yeah, you
4: can socially <sighs> distance. I don't know, maybe ten times better, if it's you know that's just simple math.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make sense in the ground, does it? But maybe it's more to do it's with the coming, going, travel. Yeah. travel
2: there's probably other things, isn't there? Certain stadiums might have a big capacity, but if it's an older stadium, you've got the issue of getting people in and out yeah. the the corridor, you know. But to have an arbitrary number, just does feel a very weird. Oh, it's, way. it's all
0: arbitrary.
3: The whole yeah. thing's arbitrary, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, but, let, I mean, let's it, not get
2: too political. No, because but no, no, I, think, I, mean,
3: I think there's been some thought gone into the whole, as Zoe said, about the uh, around, and Jim said about it, the around the game going and coming and going. Um, I was reading on Facebook that there were some comments about people who'd been to um, the experiment match at King's and... The, the, the arriving was fine, but everyone out at the same time. At the time of leaving, yeah, this person felt completely uh, uh, unsafe when she was leaving. Now that that's the issue, and okay, that you could argue that's down to Gloucester, and they could be turning around and saying, right, you go we're, we're going to be the stewards will be releasing you by um, rows at a time and have two exits open, and you go in those directions. I don't know because mm-hmm. realistically, four thousand people, you they're going to go in the. Because the only way you can control it, really, is by seats that are going to be in the main grandstand and uh, the Stoford press, aren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly that. I mean, so, the, the well, the the only caveat, I so said, the, the only caveat uh, to the next Gloucester home game after the Wasps one is that, um, obviously, it depends on what tier we are in as a city and a county. Um, the uh, I think if we're in tier two, we can have a maximum of 2,000, and if we're in tier three, Sorry, we haven't got any fans. So, if all I will do, if you are a local person to Gloucester, I implore you, be a for the next couple of weeks, please. Um, we want to come and watch rugby. we we'll um, <laughs>
4: very, very lucky not to um, exit this period of lockdown without being in tier two. I think the next ten days we will need our numbers to come down a lot.
0: Yep. So, I think uh, let's 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 just keep um, let's just keep being being good and behaving and making sure that we don't do people aren't silly. I mean, Snowy can do what the hell he wants. He's up in Lancashire, so he's he's going to go back into Tier Three. Isn't he?
1: Tier. No, we're we're on full on lockdown. I've been <laughs> for a while, but <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: it's this
1: weird, it's this weird like paradox where you're in full on lockdown, but people do whatever they want. <laughs> That's just northern, That's being <laughs> northern. <Yeah. laughs> yeah.
0: um, right. So we're we're gonna, just going to pause one more time, and uh, we'll we'll preview the Gloucester Wasps game, and, uh, and that'll be it for this week. And we're back for a little bit at the end. Uh, so this is all about the Gloucester preview versus Wasps. Um, God help us! <laughs> uh, Wasps off the back of a, a very hard-fought victory against uh, Bristol, um, and also it looks like Wasps are going to be pretty full strength. I didn't, there weren't many players missing from their uh, from their side. Um, from international departures, um, uh, right. So, what do we all think in terms of players to come in or players to go out, uh, if at all? Is what are the options?
2: We haven't got a lot to bring in. That's that's the problem.
3: I, I, I'd I'd like. Lewis Ludlow to not play even if he passes his concussion test because he looked in not a good state when he looked no. very jelly legged when they got him to his feet and even if he passes the concussion protocols I'd prefer him to look for his own health to have a week off at least I, especially if Jack
4: Clement's fit as well
3: because I'd yeah. like to see
4: Clement at six Reed at seven and Ackerman at eight I, th- I think we've learned enough haven't we about about head injuries now that players even though they might pass the test if you can't, you know, you, you should give them time anyway. And well, I, mean, was I think lost the will.
0: Argentinian on uh, Saturday morning, he was absolutely out for the count. Um, and he stayed on for a good five minutes afterwards. And that was very naughty. Mm. Uh, I thought that was well out of uh, yeah, the way. Yeah, you've got to make no, a that. statement
2: here now, haven't you? You, you know, I agree with Laws, And the thing is, his back row is one of the areas we have got players available. You've got Gibson... Clark. If he wasn't
4: captain, if he wasn't just announced as captain, it wouldn't be it wouldn't even come into our mindset would it? He wouldn't play, but the fact that they've just announced him as captain, they might want to give him another go. I'm sorry, but captain or not. No, no, no. if
3: If he went off and he walked off fine, and it was one of those where he just happened to fail the HIA, which we've seen before. Well, there's been times certainly within really sitting in the grandstand, I've seen players go and not gone off, and i said to my old man, "He'll be back." And then he doesn't come back. He looks okay, but he failed the <laughs> HIA. If it was something like that, I'd say yes. But quite sake, when they got him up to his leg, uh, got him up standing up, is that he walked off like he had two knackered knees away. Yeah, he, he, I they just didn't give him away on him.
2: I, I wouldn't play him. In terms of other areas, I don't know. The scrum wasn't great, but I don't know what backup we've got there. I thought Val played well in parts, but he, he, he didn't didn't hold up great in the scrum against Cole at times. It felt like he was getting done over there. I, we need some strength. The places we need backup, basically, there isn't any is there at the moment. And, and also, you, you, you. I just, if I wouldn't put it past bloody Gloucester, as terrible as we were last week. This is now the counterpoint for us. It wouldn't surprise me if we went out and had the game of our lives and actually played pretty bloody well now. So predicting us is just not fun. This is like the worst bit of the pod every week. because yeah. We do, we do play awesome. our best
4: rugby against the strongest opposition,
2: yeah.
4: but, but, but ultimately yeah. that's not a great way I, to I think, get points in a league system.
2: I think my, what I would want to see from us is... What annoyed me against Leicester is we scored two. Like Ed said, the one try Simpsons was really good, but I actually Vowles was a well worked try as well, which Banners worked well. What Hanson me... Hansen, yeah Hanson so he fed into um and, and no Han- Hanson
0: like... it was Hanson's try wasn't it Hanson's was, um, try but, but Val and scored, Banners yeah,
2: it did Vow and then and really. yeah
4: and Val Val, the strength of the man yeah. to not go into touch for what seemed like half then, an hour it was probably about. Like a second and
2: a and half, then, and like Loz said, when I watched Incredible. it back, I didn't realise until I watched it back. Sorry, how well Banners did to keep that ball in because he was going out. But anyway, mm. what annoyed me and that that like that read one, what annoys me with Gloucester is we can do that in flashes. I just like to see us be solid, and I just for once, can we actually play a game of rugby longer than sixty minutes and start in the first twenty? Well,
4: if we don't just- kick a ball dead, all game. Then we'll call it a win. <laughs> then, then you know, territory-wise, that'll be like plus a couple of thousands. Do you know meters,
2: what? It? I think what frustrates <laughs> me is this is like doing the team talk for doubters. So right lads, um you you know, as a Ford, you turn into your fly half going, can you keep the bloody restart in place so one of us has a chance of catching it? And it's just you know that that's what we regress to is just you know. Can we keep a restart in so the pack can get on and make an impact? Can we kick it, it out properly? Can we mate, catch mate, a pass?
3: Gloucester were bad at the weekend,
4: but to, to bring yeah. them down to the same level as the Shire shit we used to be, <laughs> is a bit hard. I know, but yeah. in all but seriousness, that, it, 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 you know, what did Scotland do? Yeah. Yeah. Also, so, oh, that was fair. fair. Yes, go on, sorry. Well, that Lost Gloucester
1: Merit Tables Division 5 was a good standard
4: of rugby. It, it was a good standard of rugby. <laughs> it's In it's all, one or two steps down from um, the, the Guinness Pro 14, really.
2: Yeah. I just, yeah, the back three have got to improve, haven't they, as well? Yeah, they've all got to improve. The, the thing is
1: about those schoolboy errors, handling errors, kicking it out on the fall, they're, they're, they're not skills that those players don't possess. They're no. symptoms of the fact that they... I haven't got a clue what the general game plan is and there isn't they're not all bought into a single way of playing and that I gets think... on your mind and then you make stupid stupid errors like so, kicking it out on the floor I so again
0: I'll, we'll, we'll quickly rest before uh, i'll come to you in a second because one thing i i'd thought over the last couple of days is you don't want to I, I don't want to f- single out any i mean we, we kind of mentioned Jason Woodward. And he did have, he just had one of those days and one of those games. It happens to every player. Um, the best in the world can have those type of games. It, it happens. Um, and, and, and I wouldn't, and I think actually probably from his point of view, I'm sure he wants to be playing on Saturday or whenever that, well, whenever we're yeah, playing, he wants to, to bounce back. He wants to bounce back. Mm. He wants to get on there and make it right. And I'm sure, I'm sure to be fair to him, he's a very talented player. I'm sure he will do. Um, as Snowy mentioned, it's it's, la- it's less of a um, it's not individual players doing stupid things or things wrong per se. It is a collective, just absolute shocker. Um, unfortunately, and this is where I am, it's coming back to a kind of the Leicester review rather than the wasp preview. What concerns me is there are like last last season we beat the teams that were below us, and we lost the teams above us. At the end of the season,
1: mm.
0: and we've now lost to the team that were so bad. I mean, let's be honest. Leicester were really, really poor last year. Last year, and and then Loz mentioned that yes, um, we could have had, you know, Bothwick could have done something remarkable and, and miraculous over the over the last six, seven weeks, whatever it was that we've been in. Uh, in between unlikely seasons. Though, unlikely. And I think
3: it is oh, yeah. unlikely. I yeah. didn't think it's so unlikely. I was just no, I,
0: I, I think, I, I, I get What, what worries say. me is what worries me is we're playing against Wasps next, who apart from Exeter, are the form team. They've been excellent yeah. since March basically. Uh, before lockdown and after lockdown. And I'm worried, I am concerned that this this game on this game it's wasp, if we're not at it and we have to be at it from the start, it could be yeah. an absolute shocker.
1: No, Ed, well, Wasps are short of a lot of players with international duty, so I think we're only going to lose by 30. <laughs> <laughs> I think... But this is I, the I, scary I think, thing,
4: because given how good Wasps could be and how poor Gloucester were, there's a really good chance that we'll see ourselves in 12th place.
2: I think what's worrying for me is, and I think Snowy's made an excellent point on it, is you see it all the time when people say, coaches don't make players drop balls. Coaches don't make players kick the ball dead and then and, and make those basic errors. But Snowy's right. If if you aren't buying into the game plan, you make more errors because you, you don't know what you're doing. You, you're overthinking things. You're like, where, where should I be? Am I standing in the right place? What am I going to do? If you're a forward and you know you're stood at and not running onto the ball, and you're going to get a hospital pass, and you know you're going to get absolutely levered into next week, chance are you going to drop the thing. So that uncertainty, that's what worries me more as well. And I think, I just don't know what our game plan is. You you couldn't even watch that game back and say, you know, I think all I wanted was, like you said, Ed, no one has had long to changing, but just see what we're trying to start to do, what we're trying to change. And there was just, there wasn't any sign (laughs) of what it was. Do we, not... have
3: a problem, do we have a problem with our players then? Because this is the coach they wanted, apparently, according to Lance Bradley. This is a, they're the one that, far, when far they said about all... All right, I, who, I gives, what, who gives what, players what, the choice what, to what pick I'm, a coach. What I'm, well, Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is... Yeah, that's another story. But what <laughs> I'm trying to say is, is it, we're saying that then you guys have mentioned that they're not um, buying into the game plan. Well, why aren't they buying into the game plan that's coming from the coach that they wanted to coach them? You've got to ask the question if, on that point. If no, it's, it, 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 and if, this is the trouble. We don't know what it is. The it's end it's a day. good.
2: It's a good question because I think the. I think what I'm trying to say is because it, it like it's too early to tell, isn't it? But you want to see signs, and it's. I don't know if it's a game plan, if it's the players, or what. You, you know, you can see there are players trying. There are players out there who are making an effort and it's just really hard to know, but it just, I I think you're, I'd never question, I'd never question
0: the commitment. as You you never, I'd never, ever, ever question the commitment of a single player, um, with the exception of, uh, Carl Price, um, who, (laughs) but every single other player at Gloucester, I would never, ever question their commitment. They are 100% trying every ounce of energy is trying to, to, to do what they can. Um, If if you're, let's be honest. Sometimes sometimes it's just it's just as simple as you're not quite
3: good enough. Mm. I I think I think more on Saturday. I don't. I've run reasons. I said about the game plan thing with Snowy and Russwell, and for all of us. Um, For me, I think mentally. And this probably is a coach's thing about motivation to get players. They looked like they were still on the bus the entire game. I don't think there was a lack of game plan or knowing what the game plan was. We couldn't see what the game plan was because they made so many fundamental and basic errors all the way across the board. Yeah. Uh, every aspect. They couldn't catch. They had hands like cows pits. Um, <laughs> they couldn't kick they couldn't kick the ball. No, and, and they, the kicking. They kicking, couldn't the scrimmage. They couldn't tackle. They couldn't stop a rolling ball. They did all right in the line out. Eh? but they ain't going to win you a game if you pinch a couple of line outs sure. You've got to be doing a lot more. So I, I think that, that rather than... question, uh, Yes, we couldn't see what the game plan was, but I think ultimately they were they played poorly. I know it goes against what I was saying earlier, but I do think they played really poorly rather than being anything else. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look,
1: look, the, the complex thing about team sport, if I think back to when I played, like I played for a good team that underperformed and a poor team that overperformed at various. Which times. one were we? Which one were we? Um, no, no, <laughs> that's the same, the, the same team, but yeah. different <laughs> stages. Um, when I think about when we overperformed, it was bec- It's almost like intangible. It's how do you create that that feeling and that like togetherness where you're on the same page, you've got that game plan that resonates through everyone playing in that same way. And that you're never panicking about the little basics because you just know you're going to get on top of the opposition and you, you're going to sort of drive home it's, your yeah. little advantages and win. And vice versa, when we're in a really good, talented team, and you're playing someone rubbish, but you can just feel like that that intangible feeling yeah. that you need isn't there and that that's all about culture and yeah. has he had enough time to build like a, a dominating culture like someone no, like backs to have I know no he, you no, have had no had a, had a, no, a, yeah, a
2: proper
4: preseason yeah i, I did, No, I agree
2: with that. This, this, that was not me in any way. Caught, you know. I, I, I'm not one of those guys. I don't. I think anyone here knows me would never say. I I think it's time to get rid of a coach. Oh, good God, no! I I mean, seriously, they need a shit. They need a lot of time. I think my. I agree with you,
1: Rasso. So the signs
2: aren't there. Yeah, that's what worries (laughs) me. Is it's those signs? Like we've watched Gloss when Ackerman first came in you could see little things starting to change, just little bits. They didn't click straight away at everything. There were little bits. you like, I like that, and I, I hope we build on that. And that, that what that's what worries me from that game is if you're a coach you're watching the video back. What do you look at and go, that bit of play there, look, we weren't great, but we can take that facet of our game and we can build something around that. And that's what worries me from that. And also as the players, where those little moments, we've all played in sides where we were dreadful. And you go, well, actually, we did all right there. Let's build on that. Or do you know what? You did something well there. We'll I don't know where that's going to come from at the moment. It feels like they need something to lift them, and whether that's from the coaches or the players it just feels like there's something is needed to lift that that whole group. And I think Snow is right. It just feels like there's not that culture there yet.
0: Mm. One one final thing before we go, um, and it kind of goes back to the crowd, uh, when we are allowed back in, and it looks like we're going to be allowed back in relatively soon, a lot sooner than
4: we all thought. Which Well, you might big... be if you're still paying by direct debit. I am,
0: yeah. So payout. me and Lars are going to be there. I don't he think I'm going
4: to get in, because if I suddenly th- throw them some money um although next month apparently the three-year debenture thing's going to come out so i'll get one of those but yeah <laughs> but I'll yeah i mean the queue
0: but the point the point that i'm going to make was when we do get back and it looks say, so looks look like it's encouraging that we're probably going to get in before christmas i mean that that that's almost now a given i would say um the important thing for the supporters when we do get back in and I'd never ever say you should be a, it should be a carte blanche for the players. If they put in a bad performance, you should be supporters, be allowed to uh, criticize. But when we are allowed back into the ground, if there's 4,000 people there, Christ almighty boys and girls who are, what, whoever's in there, uh, noise. let's put that noise <laughs> and get that noise going. And let's make that intangible as Snowy was making, making the point there. Those intangible things like that little doubt in the referee's mind when it's a 50, 50 call. You know, if you've got four thousand Gloucester supporters, because there won't be any waste fans. If you've got four thousand Gloucester supporters making a big racket and saying, "Ref, ref, he's hands on the ruck or whatever, You know, hands on the ruck, or whatever. Let's let's make
4: that count." And um, yeah, I, th- I think, like you were alluding to earlier um, about the forward pass with the hmm. TMO decision, they weren't looking for the forward pass; they were looking for an onside offside. Yeah, but if you've got four thousand people chanting forward, forward pass. <laughs> forward pass forward pass then they might think to look um to see whether there was a forward pass and Um, little things like that that's where Gloucester has been the 16th man
2: and I think it's even more simple things it's not just about we've all been to those games under the floodlights where the atmosphere is there like the fans just believe something's going to happen and they almost make it they don't you know games like that we've talked about not the 16th you know the game where we beat bath under the 1610, yeah. 1610, or you know like even the game we lost to wasps the fans were just behind the team the whole game because they knew they were the underdogs and they knew they were needed and that's what we need is at the moment we're always going to be seen as a very beatable side and the last thing we need is a king's home where we're all on the back of that team but equally the club the, the team have got to give them those moments that you can build on because that happened in those games as well where it just be something and it got the fans going and i think you know that it's, it's a really difficult balance but yeah i agree you, you as if 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 it starts going to shit after 20 minutes and the fans turn on them it, it becomes it must be hard it's almost hard as a gloucester team isn't it playing at kings and when the fans are against you yeah. Well, one so, thing I
3: would say one thing I would say is I'd like to thank Bath for making us sound like we know what we're talking about as well. Because last week, we turned around and said about how Newcastle, playing Newcastle first game up could be a bit of a banana skin and you're on a hide into nothing. We also turned around and unfortunately, Gloucester proved us right because we also turned around and said we should not stuff and we'll probably get a hide in. Don't think we did we, get, get like wrong to as we know thought. If
4: anyone, anyone get a, um, a multiplier? By going with all uh, all six of our recommendations, because you'd be on there, <laughs> an absolute fortune. Christ,
2: yeah, yeah uh, we. Uh, uh, the
0: only thing we did get wrong was we thought Georgia would beat Wales. Sorry, guys. Sorry, uh, I nearly. Yeah. And obviously,
4: did we, did we really? No, nah, we're joking. But
0: I mean, obviously, uh, Wales. It was a it was a really really uh, you know important win for Wales. Eighteen 0 against Georgia. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) um, on that note, uh, well, we'll, when we come back next week, we'll be able to review England's um, massive, massive victory over a very poor Wales side and Gloucester's incredible 50-point defeat to Wasps. See what I did there? Uh, Um, Yeah,
4: that's clever. I like it, yeah. uh, uh,
1: The handicap betting has Gloucester at plus five against Wasps. (laughs) That is not worth a pound get of on it, get yeah, on
2: I it, think they had,
4: they had us at plus 11, I think, against Leicester. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: So not, they probably not, they not that we're that, encouraging
4: or condoning or anything sports betting, but my, no. my my word, that that's, you know, for those that are over 18, that's yeah, a like- bet. <laughs> I, I have £5 pound on Leicester. I just
3: have one of those feelings about it. And I cashed out at half-time because Boston looked like they might be starting to get back into
1: it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, what? what, what? Always leave it because It's a win-win in that situation.
4: Yeah, I, mm. I, I don't think I've ever bet on Gloucester to win. That's for sure. No. Oh, I did. I bet, I bet on Bath a few years ago. Um, and cashed out after they went nineteen-nil up
3: or whatever it was, and I cashed out and put it on Gloucester. We came back and won. That was like happy days. That was.
0: oh dear. On that note, and thank you very much to yeah. Sharp <laughs> Vacuum Cleaners for sponsoring this pod. Um, the. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but thank uh, you very much. Sky Bet, Betfair. Sky Bet, Betfair. <laughs> Paddy, Paddy, Power. Paddy Power.
0: Yeah. Uh, cheers, guys. Thank you very much for your time again. Cheers, uh, we boys. will uh, have a discussion next week. Hopefully, after, uh, with better,
4: a better result. But uh, we'll come and, we'll see. Yeah, I and hope so for all of, our mental Maybe health. a bit of noise. Yeah. Maybe a bit of noise about um, letting letting fans back in when we're in Tier One and all the rest of it as well. Exactly. We'll know. We we'll know next week. in the next uh, week or so. And yes, any so cleaner
1: brands listening, we are looking for sponsors.
3: We are indeed. Cheers, guys. Um, more importantly, alcohol companies.
4: Yes. Yeah. Or we've, betting we've, companies. We've... Basically, any companies. Any company, I don't mind. It can be. It can be... If, if you've got, if you've got money that you're willing, or product that you're willing Beer. to give us. Yeah, and and you've listened this
1: far into the podcast, you're basically ready <laughs> to give us your money.
2: maybe we should be doing this at the start. Maybe, maybe we should. Right, cheers, guys. You can just cut and move there, but, shut up. Cheers, guys. You <laughs> all. Bye. Bye.